You don't decide once you get there. You don't decide in the middle of chaos. You don't decide in the middle of an injury or, yeah. or, a, or a doubtful thought. You decide in advance. What's that yeah. pre-decision for you right now? I've told everybody we're going to do this thing, and so now I have to do it. So yeah, I've had a lot of doubts even leading up to it. We've made a decision, and so that pre-decision is going to carry me forward. I need to get through 26.2 <laughs> miles a day. So yeah, I think I'm going to regret it probably every day for a minute. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to want to quit every day, you know, at some point, putting one foot in front of the other and continuing to move forward and we'll get through it and wake up and do it again the next day. You are now tuned into Stay Dangerous. All right. Well, welcome to Stay Dangerous. And before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Midas Gold Group. Uh, Midas Gold Group is a Marine Corps veteran-owned precious metals dealer, and I can't recommend them enough. They're an amazing company, and uh, right now is a time to have some hard, tangible cash, some precious metals. You go to MidasGoldGroup.com after this episode and check them out. Mention I sent you and you'll get some free silver. Uh, so you just mentioned my name. And uh, with that, I want to introduce this episode, which could be a little bit different than normal uh, for some people. We're going to have a very familiar guest on. For others, it'll be the first time hearing from him. Jeremy Stolnecker is the co-founder of Mighty Oaks Foundation. Uh, Mighty Oaks Foundation, for those that don't know, is the organization that I founded my day job. Uh, I've been, uh, it's been 12 years now since we founded Mighty Oaks Foundation. We've served over a half a million warriors in our resiliency program, active duty bases around the world, uh, speaking to our troops, providing resiliency, PTSD awareness training, um, suicide ideations, dealing with the, the epidemic of suicides in our veteran community, all kinds of training on our bases. And then we, we have a recovery program. We have uh, at our five ranches around the country, California, Ohio, Virginia, and Texas, we do uh, millions of dollars a year of free training for our military community, our first responder community, their spouses. Uh, we fly them to our ranches and do an intensive uh, peer-based, uh, faith-based recovery program tied to our aftercare program, tied to leadership training. It's an incredible program. We also do advocacy work in D.C. where we're working on behalf of our veteran community to bring faith-based programs through our relationships in Congress and Senate and the White House. And then also last thing we do there is we have our international program traveling places around the world and helping our allied partners have those same faith-based resiliency uh, tools for their service members. Uh, and I get to do all that work with the most incredible team, but early on, uh, Jeremy Stallnerker came on to the Mighty Oak staff, part-time and then full-time. Uh, so much so, uh, uh, he has so much of influence that I considered him a co-founder. We named him co-founder. And, uh, and through the years, we developed not only a working relationship to build Mighty Oaks together, but, uh, but uh, an incredible friendship. He's one of my best friends in the world. And, uh, and he hadn't been on the show yet. So I'm so happy for those who don't know Jeremy to be able to introduce him to you, Jeremy. Awesome to have you here. Well, thank you. It's good to be yeah. on uh, Stay Dangerous. I was thinking uh, when I walked in here, uh, we've come a long way. Yeah. Since we did that very first podcast in that closet in our very small office. <laughs> yes. Uh, we. So our first <laughs> podcast was the Mighty Oak Show. Mighty Oak Show. Which we're about yeah. tomorrow. We're recording an episode of our annual episode of Mighty Oak Show. Yeah. I think we do it four times a year now. Yeah. But we used to do it once a week. Once a week. And yeah. uh, we had this little closet with no AC. We'd sweat <laughs> so bad in there. It was either really yeah. hot or It had really AC. Cold. You just couldn't turn it on. Yeah. Because yeah, it's it, so cold, right? It turned frosty. <laughs> and, and, then, uh, and then Gene Cook stapled some paneling on the walls to give us a backdrop right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we, it, we what we we glued a an ipad onto the wall too yeah so that we yeah. could have whatever notes we needed or yeah. whatever and god is good and we have this amazing studio now and we get to you know yeah we started you know several shows situation report which you still mm -hmm. in your situation report um and then you have uh, march or die yep so if you if you guys are podcast listeners um you're listening now yeah uh, go listen to situation report on march or die there's jeremy runs those shows now and uh and then I, I get to run this one yeah and uh and and uh i want to talk before we get into you know kind of what you got going on right now i, I want to talk about the history of mighty oaks like um for those that don't know the history of mighty oaks when i came back from an eighth deployment in afghanistan dealt with debilitating panic attacks anxiety depression had a suicide attempt in 2010. Some amazing came, people came around me and helped me to challenge me to get back in the fight, yeah. to put their arms around me and help me get back up off the ground and lead and, and, and head forward. And uh, through that, God put a deep burden in my heart to pay that forward. And that manifested in, uh, you know, through the recovery of my faith, that manifested in the founding of Mighty Oaks Foundation, even if it was to pay it forward to one person. Yeah. And, uh, and so I started Mighty Oaks back in 2011 
And I did my first program that I did. That's kind of like what we do in Mighty Oaks right now. Pretty much exhausted the veterans that would trust me to come to Mighty Oaks programs. <laughs> so I had this first program. Was extreme, I thought it was extremely successful. It was, it was wild how, how impactful it was. Yeah. And then uh, I'm like, oh, man, how do I have a second program? And so Jeremy Mahon, uh, a Marine veteran who uh, we're both friends with. He's also yeah. an MMA fighter. Yeah, runs a, runs a jiu-jitsu school here in town called uh, War yeah. uh, Fight Team. Uh Awesome, awesome guy. And so Jeremy wanted to do a reunion with your unit, yeah. one first battalion, fifth Marines, yep. because they had so many suicides from your unit. Right. And so I agreed. I said, okay, I'll, I'll help you guys do a reunion, but the reunion has to be going through Mighty Oaks program. Mm -hmm. And so I started helping him put it together. And then I found out you were as platoon commander and you were also a pastor. And uh, and you got on the phone with me like, yeah, I'm doing this, but what is this yeah. faith-based? Like, <laughs> what are we talking about right here? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and uh, you agreed to come yeah. and we ran that program. And uh, you were like, hey, I think you're onto something here. And I'm like, uh, well, maybe, but will you help me? Yeah. And you yeah. came back to the next one, and then you came back to the next one. Yeah. You started helping us write curriculum, and then we reached a point to where you had to make a decision yeah. to whether you were going to come part-time yeah. or, or come full-time. Yeah. You, you were tearing away from your church, and you made the decision. I think you said God burdened your heart to mm. come on board. And ever since then, you know, you've been on full-time and, yeah. and uh, have helped build this. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a crazy time. I mean, it was... You know, I tell the story often of being at that program that, you know, Jeremy Ahan reached out to you and we were in the same platoon um, in Iraq, but sitting with those guys, I hadn't talked to anyone in, that I served with in the Marine Corps for 10 years. And so that was the first time Jeremy reached out to me through social media, talked about this program. Would you come and be with us? And I think there were like 12 or 15 of us. It wasn't a big group. Was that 2012? That was 2012. Okay. Yeah, 2012. And really sitting and hearing about the Marines that I had served with who had taken their lives, uh, broken marriages and lives in shambles and all of these things that I had heard about for the first time 10 years later. Because as a, cause you were the infantry platoon commander for this 70 something Marines. Right. And I, you lost none in combat. Yeah. I had 84 Marines. We were part of the initial invasion into Iraq. We made our way all the way to Baghdad. When we got into Baghdad, our battalion had over a hundred casualties. Um, most wounded in action, not KIA, but it was a crazy, crazy situation, crazy deployment. And, you know, by God's grace, all of the Marines in my platoon came home. We had some wounded, mm -hmm. but they all came home. And so that was something I was proud of. But when I came home and started to struggle with a lot of the transition and loss of identity and all these issues that we talk about, one of the ways that I dealt with it was to kind of walk away from the Marine Corps. And I kept walking for 10 years <laughs> until I sat down with those guys again and started to hear these stories and realized that our responsibility as service members doesn't end when we hang our uniforms back in the closet for the last time. And so that was kind of the convergence of, you know, my, my military life and my ministry life. If God's called me to reach people with the truth of his word and had, had called me and continues to call me to this, this group of people who need so much help, that was the convergence. And Mighty Oaks was that. And uh, you know, as you mentioned, it, it it wasn't long. It was a couple of years, but it wasn't long before really God made it very clear that this is the direction we need to continue to go. During deployment, were you already, uh, did you already have your foundation in, in your relationship with the Lord or yeah. did this come later? Like, what was the transition between military life to vocational ministry? Yeah. So, man, it's crazy. I was raised in a pastor's home and I was a Christian, you know, at a young age. I tell the story of telling my dad. Um, hey, I don't feel like God wants me to go into ministry. Is that okay? And he said, yeah, that's fine. Whatever God wants you to do. And I said, well, I believe God wants me to enlist in the Marine Corps. He's like, there's no way God wants you to enlist in the Marine Corps. That's crazy. Um, but I went into the Marine Corps really believing that I would spend the rest of my life there. And I was a Christian. It's funny. I would say I was a nominal Christian, but because I was newly married and we had a baby, found a local church. Mm. And got involved in that church, and it was exciting, and a lot of good things were happening. And so over the course of just a couple of years, really, God turned my heart and then my wife's heart toward ministry. Hmm. So when I was in Iraq, I knew that when I came home, I was transitioning out of the Marine Corps, and I was going to go work on a church staff. Gotcha. And so that transition, as good as it sounds, it, it was a disaster. The bottom fell out. I was yeah. on a church staff. I was angry. I almost got fired. And so a part of that was hey, you've got to deal with this issue. And for me, that meant walking away from the military. I had to stop looking over my shoulder and mm. saying, I've got to go back. So that was a real growth time for me. But um, 
to answer your question, yes, I was a Christian in Iraq, and um, although not perfect, it's funny, over the years, I've had so many of these guys reach back out to me and say, hey, uh, I didn't understand it when we were in your unit, when we were in the platoon together, but thank you for the testimony, <laughs> right, or whatever. And uh, it's been a crazy, crazy thing to see 20 years looking back. There's a really cool clip of, uh, of Jeremy on the front line. They're about to uh, launch over the Kuwait border into Iraq and, and go all the way push all the way to Baghdad to Saddam's palace. And they're going to be the tip of the spear. And, and Jeremy's like letting his Marines know like, Hey, we're about to cross this border. People are going to die. And, uh, but God called us to be here to help these people. Yeah. And, uh, we, we could play it right now. Well, the word on the street right now is in the next four or five hours, we're going to be crossing the line of departure. All right. And I wouldn't kid you about that. Um, start getting focused. Obviously it's taking a lot of us off guard. It's taking me off guard. Uh, we expected to have another couple days, right? But uh, but we don't. We're ready for it. We trained hard. We're ready to go. A couple things I want you to understand. We get ready to cross the line of departure. First of all, think about why you joined the Marine Corps. All right? We all joined for different reasons. But I think the bottom line is we all joined to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. We joined to do something that was going to make a difference. And when we cross that line of departure, we're going to make history. I mean, we are. No matter what happens after that, we're making history. I was reading, uh, reading a quote the other day by uh, JFK. It was a part of the speech that he was going to read uh, November 22nd, 1963, which is the day he got killed. So after the procession, he was going to go give a speech. One part of it says, We in this country, in this generation, have been placed by destiny rather than by choice as the watchmen on the walls of world freedom. And he goes on, he says, we ask, therefore, as if it was a prayer, we ask, therefore, that we may be worthy of our power and that we may execute our strength with wisdom and restraint and that we may see in our time and for all time peace on earth and goodwill toward men. We're doing the right thing and we're going across to help some people who can't help themselves. Gentlemen, we've worked hard, we've trained hard, we've done the right thing, and we're ready to go. There's a divine power that's responsible for what happens right now. Let's do our jobs. Let's do what we've been trained to do and not worry about the outcome. Roger. All right. Uh, what would you think? What were you, you remember? I mean, you look a lot younger there. You remember what you were thinking <laughs> in that moment? You're, you're like leading 80 yeah. plus Marines yeah. to, as a tip of the spear for as first battalion, fifth Marines to, yeah. to take Saddam's palace. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, a lot of people have said that's one of the best extemporaneous talks we've ever heard. I, I spent probably months trying to think through because everything I knew about leaders in combat was there's this moment where you have to stand up and say, all right, we're moving forward. And so that was on my heart. Like before we got there, right. I'm a, I'm a Marine infantry officer. If I ever have to lead Marines into combat, what am I going to say to mm -hmm. them? Right. Cause you're, you're, they're going to make a decision to move forward because you yeah. told them to as their leader and they're going to trust you. And, and you know, in your heart that potentially some of them are going to die. Well, and More than likely, some of them are going to die and I, the infantry. I was a lot younger, but I had a 17-year-old Marine in my platoon. Mm. I had these Marines who came because we were deploying to Iraq, potentially, these SOI drops, these kids right out of SOI in my platoon. So, so you've got teenagers who I'm now taking into a, a situation where, yes, the prediction was that, you know, at the time, the division was saying, um, I mean, something like potentially 30,000. American casualties over the course of this invasion. And so no one's getting out of this without something bad happening and we need to be prepared. Um, yeah. And I wasn't smart, but that was heavy on my heart and heavy on my mind. And what do you say? And, and how do you, how do you say this is the right thing to do and we're going to go forward and, and trust God for the results. And you know, that's what came out of that. Hey folks, I got a shout out for our new awesome sponsor, Midas Gold Group. These guys are the real deal, a family business in precious metals for two generations run by Marine Corps veterans who are all about supporting veteran causes and putting America first. But the best part, they know that true financial freedom comes from owning private currency like gold and silver. If you're feeling a bit worried about the unknown and want to secure finances, look no further than Midas Gold Group. With all the crazy stuff happening these days, it's smart to be prepared. If you don't know, our financial data is stored electronically, from bank deposits to retirement accounts, and let's face it, our digital grid isn't exactly invincible. That's where owning gold and silver can save the day. 
and it's becoming a seriously compelling option. Now here's the scoop. Inflation is nibbling away at your dollar's buying power. And major players like Russia, China, India, and Saudi Arabia are making moves to trade oil in different currencies. This could shake things up big time as the dollar's stability depends on being the world's trade currency. The central bank digital currency is virtually already here with patents filed and big banks making plans. And Midas Gold Group sees potentially sketchy implications here. Will it mean the end of cold, hard-earned cash? Is it tied to social credit scores? Storing all our financial info in digital ledgers sounds pretty risky, doesn't it? That's why you can count on Midas Gold Group. They're here to lend a helping hand. They've got competitive pricing, top-notch service, and lightning-fast deliveries all across the United States and Canada. And get this, they could even show you how to use your IRA and old retirement plan to own physical gold and silver without getting hit by any additional tax implications. So listen up, folks. When it comes to precious metals, Midas Gold Group is the real deal and the only one I trust. Give them a ring at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653 or hit up their website at midasgoldgroup.com. That's midasgoldgroup.com. They're all about giving friendly, no pressure advice on precious metals. And guess what? If you drop my name, Chad Robichaud, they're throwing in some free silver with any qualifying account. You can't beat that, right? So don't wait around. Secure your financial future with Midas Gold Group. Swing by MidasGoldGroup.com or dial 855-322-4653 and make sure you mention Chad Robichaud sent you. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. And, you know, you guys did face between yeah. between that moment yeah. and taking Saddam's palace. You guys did face opposition. Yeah. I know you share one story. In fact, your March or Die book, your yeah. March or Die podcast is based on this one moment yeah. uh, with the ZSU 23 TAC 30. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we, you know, so the first night of the war and it's, it's, it's so surreal even to think back on. And for those who have been in combat and those firefights, you, you can't, you can't get away from that. Right. Like you close your eyes, you can see it and you can feel it. But just this overwhelming, like, this isn't supposed to happen. I mean, I've been training for this for a long time, but the tracers are coming our direction, right? It's the middle of the night. And yeah, this is in a, it's a two-way gun range. It's now. a two, two ways, right? We're seeing it come both directions. And then we're engaging real targets and blowing up, you know, real targets. And there are real people involved and everything you've been told your entire life that's not supposed to happen is now happening in front of you. And then essentially for us at that time, um, it was just a, a running gunfight. We ran from the southern border, uh, hit that that story that you were just talking about. Uh, we were ambushed on a bridge. Can, can and, you share that story? Yeah. That? So we were told this was April 1st, 2003. Um, we were told that uh, there was a really small bridge over this little canal, but it was strategically important. <laughs> so um, division sent down orders, 1st Battalion, 5th Marines. So this is 1,200 Marines. We're going to go in the middle of the day. We're going to secure the near side of this bridge. So we're not crossing over the bridge. We just need to get to it, secure it, so the rest of the division can cross. And it, it, looking back, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. But we were told, hey, there's no, there are no enemy soldiers there. And so there's going to be a daytime movement. Mm -hmm. Now, looking back, right, 1,200 Marines, an entire infantry battalion is going to go to this one very small bridge. And don't worry, there's no, there are no enemy the, soldiers the, there. The, the term military intelligence sometimes yeah, is a right, exactly. moron, right? And, and that was that day for sure. But I mean, the warning order came at like 06 and we loaded up. Uh, Jeremy Mahon, who you mentioned, was in the lead vehicle. My platoon was navigating for our battalion. So our our, was Freddie Spittler in the gun? Freddie Spittler was somewhere along the line. I don't know where he was. Probably in the back. Um, but we were stretched out over several miles. But uh, I was a second vehicle back behind Jeremy. We were navigating. And I won't tell the whole story. But as soon as we came into kind of the straightaway toward the bridge, we uh, were ambushed. Uh, mortar rounds kept falling around us. And, you know, you, you think about those firefights. But when an explosion happens, you know, even now I can smell it. I can taste that that smoke and we made our way to that bridge something about indirect fire right you, you feel it through your whole body it, it like sucks the air your it's lungs. crazy so i was in we were in the vehicles moving at that time um and then we hit a machine gun position on the near side of the bridge so they were you know dug in our direction and started engaging that position 
And then I made a decision to get on top of the bridge because we we're still being engaged with those mortar rounds. We dealt with the machine gun position, but we had to get to where we could affect the mortars. Um, <laughs> good thought, bad tactics put us right in a kill zone. You talk about the X all the time, right? I, I dropped eight vehicles, including mine, right on top of the X. So the mortar rounds were falling, and then that ZSU-23-4, that four-barreled anti-aircraft gun that you just mentioned, swung our direction. It was aimed up to prevent helicopters from coming over the canal. When we got on top of the bridge, we were the major threat. And so that came back our direction. I was standing outside the vehicle. I was screaming into the handset. Comms were bad. Our column was long. I was trying to get indirect. And as those mortar rounds fell, yeah, the percussion, you know, from you the bottom of your feet, your whole body, your yeah. whole body. And it, it was only by God's grace that we didn't lose every vehicle that was on top of that bridge. The mortars were falling. The ground, thankfully, was soft enough that the rounds would go into the dirt. Mm. So it was the percussion. It was the explosion. But the shrapnel was all contained. I had eight vehicles, and if you're listening, you can't see this, but I mean, basically nose to nose on top of that bridge because we were trying to deal with this immense threat, engaging that ZSU-23-4. Also, I had tow vehicles trying to engage the mortar positions that were further out. So we're nose to nose, and those mortar rounds were raining on top of us and missed every single vehicle. So for those those listening, ZSU-23-30 or dash four, uh, it's an anti-aircraft yep, gun. Yep. Like four 30 millimeter cannons that's meant to shoot fighter jets down at, you know, yeah. 20, 30,000 yeah, yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that like yeah. in a faced off like within hundreds of yards from you. Yeah. That's like, it's good to just rip yeah, a vehicle, yeah. any kind of ground vehicle to yeah, shoot. Yeah, it was like 50 meters away from us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can picture the guys standing behind it operating wow. it. Like standing in front of a bazooka. Yeah. like yeah. Face to face. <laughs> So we had, I mean, my, you know, my machine gunners engaged that. It had a ammo cache behind it. So when we hit it, it started to explode. And then the tow vehicles just going after those mortar positions that were off in the distance. Um, and caught on that X and, you know, that, that march or die, um, that was a motto that one of our units had. And at that moment, it was that situation. It was march or stay there and die. And that has become really a metaphor for life. But yeah. um, that was that was one day. And then uh, we made our way, continued to make our way to Baghdad and, and found ourselves really in, uh, again, ambushed, incredible fight. Took us 12 hours to get to the palace. Lost a lot of vehicles, uh, medevacking off the back lawn of the palace. Oliver North flying in on medevac helicopters because he happened to be around when they were taking off and they needed help. And so he jumped on one. He's throwing ammo and and uh, water off the back of helicopters and receiving uh, wounded. I mean, this is Oliver North. He was there as a reporter, but uh, was just helping because it was kind of an all-hands situation when we got into Baghdad. And then and then it all stopped. Yeah. 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 It was a famous picture uh, of you and yeah. your Marines in the rubble of Saddam's palace. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing I think is beautiful about that picture is, is especially as a infantry leader is that all your Marines survived that, yeah. that battle and they did not only accomplish your mission, but survived that battle. But then you come full circle, you come to Mighty Oaks and you're yeah. at that session. You yeah. learn about Marines that survived in combat, but lost that battle at home yep. by mm -hmm. taking their lives. And, uh, and I know that struck you really hard and that's what led you to yeah. coming on to Mighty Oaks. Well, and that's, you know, when I tell this the story of coming to Mighty Oaks, it, that picture is a big part of it. I, I, I always mentioned I had this picture hanging over my desk, and I still do, um, since I left the Marine Corps. And I look at that picture often, and I was always so proud of the fact that, you know, proud is weird. It, it was God's grace that brought us home, but proud of the fact that I took these guys. We trained for two years, which was unusual. I had two years with them. We trained. We did an incredible job. Brought everyone home. And I was so thankful for that. My time there was done. And then realizing like, no, your time isn't done. In yeah. fact, if anything, uh, what you're doing now is more important. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm you know, first battalion, fifth Marines. And, you know, I think one, uh, one, five and three, five are the one, the unit Marine Corps units I know that have the mm. probably biggest loss in suicide yeah. and struggles with PTSD from, you know, one, five, uh, in Iraq and then yeah. three, five and saying in Afghanistan, yeah. we've yeah. seen some of the worst, uh, but, but, you know, while, while my heart breaks for that, I am thankful that that situation brought you to Mighty yeah. Oaks because since you've been at Mighty Oaks, you've been able to save so many people from the battlefield mm. uh, of, of, uh, here at home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with 20 something suicides every day, you know, the average number third around the yeah. nonprofit space is 22. Yeah. I think the, the last suicide report from the VA was 17. Right. Uh, however, um, they conveniently removed 
uh, jumps, car crashes, <laughs> and medic and medication, yeah. which are probably the three ways that yeah. veterans take their lives: yeah. jumping off buildings, crashing cars into telephone poles, or taking all the medications. Yeah. And uh, so we don't know what the number is. Yeah, uh, I know it's not seventeen. Uh, some people say it's as high as fifty. Yeah. The truth is, I don't matter if it's one. One is too right. many. Right. And uh, and at Mighty Oaks, we get to intervene in that problem and bring a solution to the problem, which we believe the solution is uh, aligning people that lives they were created to live and, yep. uh, through a relationship with God and and uh, living that out and being equipped to pay it forward. And that's what we do through our leadership program at Mighty Oaks. And you've been such an integral part of that curriculum development, uh, outreach. You and I have used our platforms and. You know, I've used jujitsu platform, my influence in the special operations community, uh, the media platforms. You, you've, you've used your military platform, your role as a pastor and connections with churches. And we've used uh, so many different things to reach as many people as we can to broadcast that message of hope and, and a solution for this. And that's been a story of Mighty Oaks. Yeah. Uh, I think you often say, you know, the story of Mighty Oaks is one guy. How do you say it? One guy. Yeah, one guy falling down and getting up and turning around and bringing the next guy with him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been our story. I will be running from October 21st to November 11th. I'll be running a marathon every day, uh, a marathon a day for 22 consecutive days, highlighting the veteran suicide epidemic in our world, but beyond that, pointing to a solution. But on that webpage, 22for22challenge.com, there's an opportunity for you to register. You can pick an event that you will do for 22 consecutive days. It can be running a mile, walking a mile, uh, doing something else, whatever that is, you set that. Register there. And then you will be able to invite other people in your network to come and join you. They can sponsor you. All of the proceeds come back to the Mighty Oaks Foundation. And uh, again, would love for you to check that out. Yeah, it's yeah. going on and on and on for yeah. twelve years now, and yeah. it's still going on. And I think of guys like Reed Hasty and yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, and and all the people he's been able to reach through mm-hmm. his through his influence. So we're always looking for ways to uh, share that message of Mighty Oaks, ways to pay it forward, uh, to teach others to march right. or die, right? Yeah. To get off that X, yeah. like I say, yep. and as you say, to yeah. march or die. You're either right. going to move forward or, or you're going to stay there, there we are and, and die. die. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and one of the ways right now is, uh, you know, much like I use for jiu-jitsu, you, you're using running. Yeah. And a few years ago, <laughs> you started running again. I, I remember like – you being at, at my house and, and a couple of times we would run together and, yeah. and you're just like, yeah, I'll go for a run. You never, yeah, really, yeah. you kind of lost being out, yeah. kind of got out of running. Yeah. I, I, I've run since I was a little kid, um, through sports and, you know, I ran track when I was much, much younger and then through the Marine Corps. And so running's always been there, but it's never been that important to me. Yeah. 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 Nowhere. Like a few years ago, you're like, I think I'm gonna start running. And then you, you were like Forrest Gump. You're like, I, I, you just didn't stop. You just, <laughs> I just kept running. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so you, then you're doing ultra marathons and, yeah. and now you're good. Now you went, you just did an ultra marathon, like hundred miles. And mm-hmm. now you're like, I'm going to use this to spread awareness about veteran suicide, about the 22 yeah. suicides a day and about the solution. Cause look, you and I talk about this a lot. A lot of people talk about the problem, yeah. but more important to talk about the problem Let's talk about the solution. Exactly. And so that's, you know, any campaign that we're behind at Mighty Oaks, and I, you and I share this, let's not just talk about the problem. Let's talk about the solution. Everybody could do 22 push-ups a day and say, hey, you know, people are killing themselves. Like, right. We already know there's a problem. Yeah. What's the solution? Yeah. And so you're doing something about that right now. Through Mighty Oaks, we launched this campaign called 22 for 22. And 22 uh, is a suicide, but 22 is also the number of days you're going to bring awareness. Mm. And you could do that by running 22 marathons consecutively in 22 days. That is the hope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. You're going to do it. Yeah. We'll have to do 587 it. 587 miles. Uh, 570 something miles. Wow. Yeah. And, and on top of that, you're not just doing that every day. You're traveling state to state. Right. You're doing speaking events during that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not smart. I never claim to be smart. <laughs> Hydrating, <laughs> sleeping, speaking, traveling, right. running. Yeah. 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 So, Tell us about it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've run off and on, you know, my entire life, but, I've always been really interested in the endurance aspect of running. Like these, these guys who go out and do 50 miles. Like I remember hearing about a 50 miler, like that's insane. Right. Yeah. And I thought maybe someday I'll do that. Well, I'm in my forties now and then I'm in my mid forties and like my window's closing. Yeah. So if I'm ever going to do something like that, I need to do it now. So I did a 50 kilometer race, which was uh 31 miles. And while you're doing it, you're like, this is stupid. I'm never doing this again. And then 30 minutes after you're done, you're like, I wonder when the next one is, yeah, right? Yeah, and so, 
anyhow, so yeah, over the last several years, I've done several 50Ks, 100K. Um, I finished here in Texas, uh, 100 miler in February. And so in that process, I, I hear about all of these, now I'm following these endurance athletes and I hear about these guys, men and women, both doing these amazing things like 160 marathons consecutively, a hundred triathlons consecutively. Um, the, the woman who holds the record for most, uh, uh, consecutive marathons from a woman is a single leg amputee. She lost her leg to cancer, ran a hundred marathons in a hundred days. And, and it's, it's just these amazing things people do. And I, so I'm listening to this and thinking about this and I was listening to a podcast. Someone was talking about it and, uh, they were talking about doing 50 a day or 50 in 50 consecutive days. And I thought I could never do that, but I wonder if I could do 22. And then I, I texted you hoping that you'd be like, yeah, that's probably a little too much. And, you know, in classic, you know, Chad Robichaud fashion, you sent me like seven e a text back saying, this is amazing. We need to do this and yeah. we can turn it into something much bigger than just you running. Um, and so we started to develop this and started to think through it. And, and so starting uh, October 21st, tomorrow. I think that's tomorrow, yeah. we'll uh, do the first one. And then I'll be in five states. You stop drinking that coffee yeah. and drink some water. <laughs> yeah. Start drinking some water. Uh, some electrolytes <laughs> in your back action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'll be, in, uh, I'll be in five states over the 21 days, speaking several times. And each day hitting 26.2 miles. What's the, what's the states? Just so people uh, I'll be in California. California, Virginia for the Marine Corps Marathon. And then I'm doing a speaking event in Virginia. I'll be in North Carolina for the Charlotte Marathon. I'll be in Florida, Tampa. I'll be doing a speaking event there. And then uh, back into Texas. You're not doing the Boston Marathon? Wow. Marine Corps Marathon? Uh, Marine Corps Marathon is, uh, is coming up next week. So I'll do the Marine Corps Marathon. I'll do the Charlotte Marathon. Those are the two big marathons that I'll be a part of. And the rest of it is hitting 26.2 miles a day. I think the California one's a big one because you're, you're running to the border for the mass exodus. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> trying. Running to I'm just running with everyone. So <laughs> yeah. it'll, be, it'll be good. Freedom, yeah. Everybody else is taking U-Haul, so you're going to be on foot. You. Hey, guys. Chad Robichaud here. Are you ready to experience the greatest beef you'll ever taste while supporting an incredible cause? Well, get ready to sink your teeth into the irresistible beef from Skyrose Cattle Company. At Skyrose Ranch, where Mighty Oaks Foundation holds our West Coast legacy programs, Wayne Hughes Jr., the founder of Skyrose Cattle Company, has dedicated over a decade to perfecting the art of raising premium beef. And guess what? You can now enjoy the fruits of his labor right in the comfort of your own home with the absolute highest quality beef you can find, hands down. And trust me, I'm a carnivore and I've tasted plenty of steaks and nothing comes close to a Skyrose steak. These cattle are grass-fed and free of antibiotics, hormones, and vaccines. And for the last 10 years, I've personally watched these cattle graze 25,000 acres in Central Coast, California, and the taste is unbeatable. When you choose to purchase Skyrose beef, you're also making a difference by supporting the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Wayne is all about helping our deserving military and first responder communities through our faith-based resiliency and recovery programs. In every single penny, of your purchase goes directly towards assisting our nation's warriors. Let me reiterate this, because it's crazy. 100% of the proceeds of Skyrose cattle goes directly to Mighty Oaks Foundation to support our nation's warriors. So let's join forces and make a positive impact one delicious bite at a time and head over to SkyroseCattleCO.com. That's SkyroseCattleCO.com today and order yourself some tender, juicy cuts of beef Trust me, your taste buds will thank you. And one more little insider secret. Every warrior who goes through Mighty Oaks Legacy Program at Sky Rose will assure you that this beef is extraordinary and off the charts delicious. The very first thing our warriors get when they get to Mighty Oaks programs on Sky Rose Ranch is a delicious Sky Rose steak hanging off the side of their plates with a Sky Rose brand on it. And our warriors love them and you will too. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, so that's the that's the plan. And uh, again, as you mentioned, it, it's it's two parts, right? And it, the twenty two is the number we recognize as veteran suicide. And I'm trying to do something big enough that people will look at it so that we can understand there is a real problem. But beyond the problem, there is also a solution. And so this isn't just about me running twenty two consecutive marathons. It's about people. And we've asked as many people as would like to participating. We have a virtual platform that people can register on. They can sign up for their own event. They don't have to do a marathon, but they can run, walk a mile yeah, a day. Right. Good 20, 
You could do it. I, I know Kevin Knutson, who works for Mighty Oaks yep. as a development director. He's he's doing two point two right. Uh, uh, 2,200 meters a day. So yep. he's swimming 2,200 meters a day. Mm. Yeah, my he's mom, not even running. Yeah, my mom and dad, they're going to walk 2.2 miles a day. I've talked to people doing all kinds of things. And the idea is, as we talk about the awareness, that's an opportunity for people to get involved physically and then reach out into their communities and invite people to sponsor them to scholarship men and women through our programs at Mighty Oaks. There's a problem. But there's also a real solution and working together, we can get people to where so they need to be. People can do their push-ups now, right? They can do 22 push-ups. Do 22 push-ups. 22 days, but they're not just pointing to a problem. That's right. A solution. That's right. Get someone to sponsor you. And we are committed. <laughs> we do this every year to getting you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men and women through our programs. So people could do the, whatever they choose to do on their own. That's right. Like a 22-day commitment of something. Uh, yep. And, and uh, But- if they want to actually run with you, that's an option too, right? If they want to meet you in one of these places and run with you. Yeah, we're going to publish the, uh, I think it's already out, the the schedule. It's already out as of tomorrow. The schedule of where I'll be. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd be happy to have folks running. We've got an event here in Texas. A lot of folks coming out to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the other events that people are going to be joining us. So yeah, I would love to have company on any of these days because mm -hmm. that's a long, boring time. You could also cheer, you know, if somebody, if somebody's listening and think, I don't want to run, you could, you could come and cheer along, like come and cheer, uh, cheer you on. And yeah, come and be a part of it. If you say, I'm not going to do anything, but I appreciate what you're doing. Well, shoot then some confetti at you, yeah, do something, <laughs> but jump on and sponsor. I mean, again, this is all about getting people through our programs because we know that if someone comes to Mighty Oaks, it, we, we were in a meeting several years ago together and I made the statement in that meeting that one of the goals of Mighty Oaks is to end veteran suicide. And one of the guys sitting there um, said, you really believe you can end veteran suicide? And in that moment, I said, I don't know that we will, but I believe that if every veteran attended Mighty Oaks, we would end veteran suicide. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is to get as many men and women through the program as possible. And, and candidly, it's it's also about raising money, right? Because you're pointing- Well, you're pointing well yeah, awareness, that's exactly right. You're, yeah. you're, you're pointing a solution, but that solution, you know, Obviously, costs money. It costs about yep. thirty five hundred dollars to put someone through yeah. a program. Yeah, and uh, so hey, donate twenty two dollars a day for yeah. twenty two days, like yeah. whatever, like you know. But be part of the solution. We we do need help. I mean, uh, we yeah. we have always been blessed at Mighty Oaks to our fundraising has been incredible, and right. it's it's been incredible to watch year after year our fundraising go right. up and and the support come up through amazing patriots and through the yep. you know I, I believe the providence of God. But uh, what a lot of people don't know that has watched Mighty Oaks grow is. While fundraising has grown, the the demand on our program right. has been exponential. Right. Like we have had almost we almost doubled applications so far this year yeah. from last year. Wow. I just spoke at the Marine Corps uh, First Marine Division uh, on a suicide awareness leadership uh, summit. I was a keynote speaker. Yeah. Actually, I was the only speaker for it. They, yeah. the, the commanding general and the sergeant major threw it just for me, and uh, we had all the we had a few staff sergeants, gunnies, but it was mostly like. Uh, uh, E7s and up. Yep. And I didn't know this at the time, but the, the sergeant major comes out and gives a stat report. The Marine Corps is at the highest suicide rate in the history of the Marine Corps this year. Uh, not, in the, not in the middle of Afghanistan, but this year. A lot of things attribute to that. I, I personally think the withdrawal of Afghanistan was a big hit. Not just for Afghanistan veterans, uh, Iraq veterans, yep. Vietnam veterans, yep. uh, people that just feel like, you know, our government has made the wrong decision. It really brings the morale down and brings a deep sense of depression and questions uh, their service. And it, it puts people in a, a mindset that believe some things that really aren't true, but yeah. puts them, it's a very real state of depression for them. And, uh, and military is just not a healthy, uh, morally healthy environment right now. There's yeah. a, it's a, the morale's the lowest I've seen it in 30 years. So, uh, that's a real problem, but uh, again, we're bringing a solution and, uh, you know, and you're doing this run yeah. and is anybody involved? Like there's some guys, some ultra marathon. I love ultra marathoners. Uh, well, I don't love ultra marathoning. Uh, <laughs> I love ultra marathoners because I'm, I'm a big mindset person. Yeah, like, uh, right. as a jujitsu guy, like my mind, I'm always about like my mind and having, being mentally tough and be able to grind through things and problem solving and, and just being in your own head and be able to push yourself to a level that, you know, and, and I've been on. I've never ran, you know, uh, multiple marathons back to back, but I, I've, I've walked, uh, yeah. I, I've had a hundred pounds strapped to my back yep. and walked through a desert in a hundred degree weather with a rifle so hot you can't touch, uh, for, for over a hundred miles before, you know, five days straight and, and the, 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 the mentality to do that, you know, swimming through the ocean, 
I just always have admired that, that mindset about other people because I know what it's like to be there in your own head. And one of the guys I really follow is a guy named Chad Wright. Yeah. He's a, he's a former Navy SEAL and he's an ultra marathoner and just like a mentally tough yeah. dude. And he's a Christian as well. Yep. And just like, man, I love that guy's mind. And uh, so is there any of those guys that have agreed to come alongside on this? Uh, we, you know, we've talked to a lot of people. In fact, Chad uh, Wright um, and I have communicated and uh, we'll see. Uh, obviously, they're all into their own thing as well. Sure. But there are a lot of great veterans in the ultramarathoning space. Um, you know, Chad Wright is one of them. He's got a great nonprofit as well, 307 Project. And then there are others. Uh, Nick Barr is one who's who's pretty well known in the veteran space, also a Christian, and and many others. So uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to look at this, right? So we do what we do. They do what they're doing. And it is this this community, this, this collective, this collective that is making this happen. And that's why I think you and I have talked about Chad Wright a lot because he speaks our language mm-hmm. and he's very direct about, you know, it's, it's mindset, it's pressing on, but it's this foundation of faith. And that's really what we're trying to communicate yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. He may, he may be busy uh, filming for the next scene of Vikings. At season eight <laughs> he's got that going. Yeah. Uh, there <laughs> is a, that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, 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 uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a hit, hillbilly. Yeah. Georgia, yeah. But uh, yeah. he's awesome. There's another great organization that uh, is um, participating, we're participating with them, I guess. It's called the Band of Runners. And it's a great organization, a group of ultra runners, ultra marathoners, ultra runners, trail runners, put together every year a camp, a running camp for veterans and Gold Star family members. Mm-hmm. Just so happens, and there's a lot, a lot of connections. Uh, Liza Howard, who is, uh, she holds a lot of world records, actually, and uh, incredible ultra runner. She's the CEO and founder of that. She makes this happen, but it just so happens that it's taking place on the 9th and 10th of November at uh, the HEB camp mm. where we used to do family camp. Oh yeah, the yeah. one we got kicked out of. Yeah, we got kicked out of. Yeah, I explained yeah. that to her. She's like, "Yeah, that's not going to happen while we're here." Uh, but yeah, so I'll be there uh, two days before this ends. I'll be with them for two days, and. It's a great opportunity, really, to be with veterans and Gold Star family members, and they're going to run with me there. So it's a it's an awesome opportunity. Yeah, Mister What Howard Butts is his name. Yeah, H E B H E B. Yeah. If you're listening right now, we we'd love a second chance to come back. Early on in our immature days, we we were there, and 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 we had a bunch of we had a bunch of wounded veterans. We put a bunch of wounded veterans on a and and you let them jump off a hill into this blue hole. It's a, right. it's a Christian camp, so okay. everyone working there is like seventeen years old and goes to a Christian yeah, yeah, yeah. high school yeah, or college. Yeah, I mean, right? I think the girl, like the lifeguard girl, was like maybe a fifteen year old girl, yeah. and they put her out there to be lifeguard with a bunch of like combat vets who were like amputees, and we we're jumping off this hole, and she's like, "Oh, no flips, no jumping." Like, I mean, these guys are like, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. So we were like, yeah, and we, then we were back flipping off this, and then and yeah. then uh, and then my poor daughter, we put her in the blob and had like four very overweight uh, veterans <laughs> jump on the blob and. Yeah, center of space. Almost lost my daughter that day. Oh no! <laughs> but but we never were invited back. Yeah. Turns so out the, what's what's normal to us apparently is not normal to everyone else. Yeah. So yeah, that's we, how we even had this. Uh, there was like this live rodeo thing. <laughs> oh yeah. And they, I don't know what they're thinking to invite us. So it's not really our fault. But they they invited some church group, like men's church group, fault. to compete against us in this rodeo thing. Oh no! I mean, some would say I'm a little competitive. Uh, <laughs> So some of the events were like catching a pig and carrying yeah. across. Yeah. Uh, I, I gable gripped that pig's body and, and knocked my son. Cause it's a father son thing. I pushed my son down right away cause we were winning. Uh, like any good dad would do to win. That's right. <laughs> pushed my son down, got that pig and, and took it across. And then Hunter, my son Hunter yeah. was, uh, the, the task was to, uh, put a t-shirt on a calf. Mm. And so, you know, you, some people choose to fight this calf and try to put the t-shirt on. Well, Hunter's, you know, He's one of my family. I teach problem solving to my kids. So he just choked, <laughs> me, choked the cow out and, and then put, put the, the t-shirt, t-shirt on him. So, you know, they didn't like the way we yeah, played these they, games. They, they frowned on all of that and yeah, asked we us won, not we to were come back. We were champions. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back there in a couple of yeah. weeks. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, great organization. And so there are a lot of people who are very interested in what we're doing. And, and I think this helps us to broaden the community of people that we have uh, looking at what we're doing and so you, you mentioned this but we don't charge anything for our programs we don't charge anything for travel and so legitimately all we want people to do is understand what we do why we do it and how they can connect people who, who need the program to it my pillow is celebrating their remarkable 20-year anniversary and they want to thank each and every one of you for your support with an incredible offer 
Right now, you can grab a queen-size MyPillow regularly priced at $69.98 for just $19.98. And for just an additional $10, you can upgrade to the king size. To claim this unbeatable deal, head over to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square. Use promo code DANGEROUS to unlock Mike's amazing offer. You can also call at one 800 94 10272. That's 1-800-941-0272 and use the same promo code DANGEROUS. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact needs, ensuring you get the best night's sleep ever. The anniversary celebration also brings deep discounts on all MyPillow products from luxury bed sheets and cozy my slippers to soothing towels and comfortable mattresses. Now let me share a personal secret with you. I've experienced the MyPillow magic myself and I can't help but rave about it. The pillows are amazing. I use my pillow every single night and the difference in my sleep since I've started using it is astounding. I wake up every morning and my neck feels great. Uh, I love my pillow. So here's your chance to join the MyPillow family and enjoy the best night's sleep of your life. Don't miss out on the biggest sale in MyPillow history. Remember that's MyPillow.com promo code DANGEROUS or call 1-800-941-0272. Don't wait. This incredible offer won't last forever. Sleep better and feel better thanks to my pillow. Maybe I don't think you guys plugged the website. How can people support specifically 22? Yeah, yeah. How people people get involved? Right? Yeah. yeah. So the best way is to go to the uh, the website 22. That, those are the numbers four f o r 22 challenge dot com. Um, you mentioned this. There are a lot of 22 challenges out there. So go to that specific website. Yes. 22 for 22 challenge dot com. And uh, there you can find out about it, but you can also register. And, and I've had a few people say, look, I don't know a lot of people that I could even ask to sponsor me, so I'm just not going to do it. And I say, look, just just sign up and don't ask people to sponsor you then. Get involved by um, doing your activity every day. Yeah. Just letting other people know what you're doing. You'll be surprised who sees it and what people want to get involved Every, in. Everybody has a platform. Everybody if has a platform. You have a social media yeah. account, you have a platform. Yeah, you've share. talked about that before. Yeah, share it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big your platform yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you and I have bigger social media accounts because sure. we do this every day. But right. if it's just you, your friends and family, st- share it. Let people yeah. know. You may, you never know. I, I say this all the time when we have flyers at events, take a flyer, stick it in a glove box, no idea. post something yeah. on social media. You never know when that social media post or, or you have that flyer in your glove box and you hand it to someone. You never know where it literally save someone's lives, restore their family, or change their legacy for eternity. You never know when God's going to use you to do that. You put something out and you may think no one ever seen yeah. it. Yeah. Someone may not even click like, but they saw it. They went to Mighty Oaks because they were in a point of hopelessness. They registered for a program. They came to the program, had a radical encounter with, with God uh, yeah. and Jesus and, and uh, restored their life and their life was changed forever. And it may be a, become a world changer from that moment. You never know that. Yeah. And, uh, and so you always have to lean forward just and, and spread that yeah. message out. Yeah, um, yeah. Use what you have. It, it's it's funny when you hear stories of people who are like, "Well, I, I found Mighty Oaks this way," or somebody pointed them. Yeah, because we hear them, right? We we we're on the side of Mighty Oaks that we hear guys come through. How'd you come through? Yeah, I seen a post. Yeah, how'd, how'd you come well, through? And somebody some, handed me a flyer. And some people are like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. that's because they saw a post or whatever, yeah. and they just followed that rabbit hole that we all get sucked down into, and ended up in a program that literally not only saved their lives, but their legacies, their families, and mm-hmm. the eternities probably of their kids and grandkids. And yes. even, if, even if you don't know a veteran, which I think most people in this country know a veteran, yeah. someone, but even if you don't know a veteran, you still benefit. Like we live in America, yeah. like those who live in America, yeah. you yeah. live in the, I mean, look, we losing our freedoms in this country every day. Don't pull that string. We'll have me talking forever. But no matter what we're losing in America right now, we're still the freest country in the That's world. That's right. We still get to go in church on Sundays if you choose to and, and worship the God of your choosing, which is yeah. only part of 25% of the world. We, we get to, yeah. you know. The choice to send our kids to school, regardless if we hate our schools, districts, and most of us should right now. But but uh, but we but can make decisions. We can make about decisions, that. right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. we have freedoms, and the reason we have those freedoms because every veteran since seventeen seventy five that's donned the uniform has fought, bled, and died for those freedoms. And so, even if you don't know a veteran, we as a community, not our government, has a responsibility. We as right. a community have a responsibility to care for them, and uh, this is a small way that you could do that. Yeah, you guys do a really good job, and this is what I love about. Mighty Oaks, you, you remove all excuses. Right. Like, I, I, I don't have the finances to to pay for that. We'll, we'll, we'll cover it. Yeah. You know, oh, well, I, I got to right. travel. Oh, we'll cover your travel too. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I don't have the time. Good. Well, there's this many days. Yeah. I mean, how many day, yeah. How many days do we put on per how Mighty Oaks? 30, 35 this year. It'll be 40 next year. We're working to 50. 
And, and then there's the excuse of, well, my department or whatever, we serve a lot of uh, first responders yeah, yeah. and active duty service members. Man, our team is so good at like calling your command, calling call your department. Chief. Call yeah. a chief and say, hey, this could- We're going to get you the time off. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, every, we, every, we've had every, all four branches of military send people in active duty yeah, orders, right. Like write PTAT orders to send people. And, uh, and, and, and it's not a hit on them. It's not like, oh, this guy's going away from mental health. It's like, no, this is sharpening them to be better police officers, yeah. firefighters, EMTs, Marines, sailors, airmen, soldiers, like it's making them better. Space cadets at whatever they call them in the space force. <laughs> space force. <laughs> <Space Yeah. Force. laughs> yeah. since, since we're completely non-clinical, if you are currently serving, you have a, a high security clearance or you're a police officer, firefighter, you don't want anything to jeopardize your job, come and spend a week with us and there's no paper trail. You go back better yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can continue working. Yeah, we have active duty pilots come through. We've had generals come through, yeah. uh, colonels, uh, former colonels, sergeant majors come through and no one's ever had a problem all the way no. down to privates. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really, really good program. Yeah. I know excuse. I mean, not that we're offering this cause we prefer not to do this, but we even had people that can't come because they can't take a, a week off of work because they have a wife and yeah. 10 kids at home. And yeah. they're like, I can't take a week off. We got gift cards to buy, you know, like, like oh. no excuses. We'll, yeah. We will, we will figure it out. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah. figure it out. We, yeah. yeah. We'll help yeah. you get there. That's we, awesome. We've like been full capacity. We don't have any more bed space. And like, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna probably stick a pistol in his mouth if he, if he doesn't come. Yeah. One of our instructors sleeping on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. we make it happen. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's who we are. Put two of our instructors in the same bed. Hey, sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. what we need to do. Yeah, but usually we, we pick, we let Navy, we usually <laughs> pick two a, Navy guys, so it's more. Yeah. If there's an Air Force guy around, we'll throw him in too. It's yeah, natural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, th we throw the Air Force guy in with two Navy guys. Oh, Oh, boy. See, we just went off the rails there, but. Well, you know. Yes. Yes. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely want to remove any obstacles. And that's, that's been a fight. I think we fought for a long time. I don't think we fight as much anymore, but in the beginning it was like, well, they need to have skin in the game. They need to do this and they need to yeah, do that. We've like, been, we've been no, told they that need too. help. Yeah, <laughs> we've been, we're going to help them. We've been told that through the years yeah. that, Hey, these guys have to have skin in the game. And I, I get the idea behind that, but yeah. most of these guys are not in a position to, we got to take the excuses away. Yeah. And we have, and, and we've been able to do that because a grateful nation of yeah. Patriots have allowed us to do that. And, 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 uh, you know, we have so many people that love us and support us what we do. I right. mean, we're in a show right now. Why are we in a show? Because Smith and Wesson Firearms is sponsoring your show. Midas yeah. Gold, you know, uh, uh, yep. James Clark, yep. you know, Marine Corps veteran, Midas Gold. He, he loves this show. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and actually, you know, advertising is working for him. He called me the other day and said, uh, hey, man, uh, somebody called. Uh, before the show, I said, um, you know, go to MidasGold.com and, and say I sent yeah. you, right? Some guy calls and says, hey, I heard the show. Chad sent him. And they closed a million dollar deal on gold. That's a lot of gold. That's a lot of gold. Yeah. So you got a big so safe I, I, I love him. By him. Anyway, so <laughs> our sponsors benefit from this, but uh, but no, like I mean, they're doing it because they care. Like yeah. they, that's why yeah. there's they can sponsor, they can advertise on sure. other shows. But sure. Smith and Wesson, Midas Gold, Sky Rose, Sky Rose, Sky Rose Cattle Company. By, by the way, hundred percent of hundred yep. percent of Sky Rose Cattle beef yeah. comes to us. Gators glasses is a yeah, Gators is awesome. supporting you yep. on this race, right? Yeah. So you wearing Gators on this Yeah, race. Gators incredible. Um, Sky Rose, I was just out there actually yesterday looking at those cows thinking you're going to be on somebody's plate pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, talking yeah. about free range beef. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an awesome place too, but Gators is incredible. Um, man, what an amazing product they have. But, yeah. Uh, I would, I would, I was, I've been, you know, shooting with their glasses and, uh, myself and Travis Kennedy who shoots for Smith Weston yeah. as well. They, uh, we we just did a live demo at the at the Smith Wesson Grand Opening. They both wearing their glasses. It's it's so crazy. I put they're really those good people too. Well, they're amazing. It's an amazing product. I mean, sometimes you know someone asks you to sponsor to take their stuff so they can sponsor you, and you're like, ah, I would never wear. Yeah. <laughs> but man, those Gators are incredible. I wear them every time I run. Yeah, yeah. love yeah, them. And drive and so they're part, they're part of they're they're coming on board to be part of this twenty two for twenty. Yeah. So right? they've said we want to support you. In fact, they came came over and said we want to support you. Uh, what do you need? And we don't want anything in return. They, they, to your point, they legitimately just want to make us successful because they care about the mission. And they care so, about the veteran. So because of that, I'm talking about them every time I get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I am a brand ambassador for them now, but, but both Smith and Wesson and them, uh, it's like, these are the kind of people yeah. we work with. I was yeah. wearing gators before I, all through Ukraine last year, I wore ballistic, all me and all my team wore ballistic yeah. gators in Ukraine because I mean, if I hit, if I get bombed or hit, uh, get IDF, like, right. uh, I mean, 
my my eyes are important to be able to get yeah. us up to safety, right? right? And uh, right. there's no lens that I uh, felt more comfortable with than Gators, yeah. and so we all wore uh, the ballistic shield, yeah. gator, the ballistic proof uh, Gator lenses, and uh, and I told them that, uh, and then yeah, that was before I came on. Yeah, they're awesome. With them, so yeah, and and they just love the veteran community. Obviously, yeah. they're probably the biggest customer is the veteran community. Yeah, but when you have somebody who comes along and says, you know, we could talk about this too, but someone who comes along and says, I, I don't want anything out of this. I just I really do believe in what you're doing. Yeah, and I want to get behind it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Where yeah. do you find that? <laughs> no, that's Smith & Wesson too. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I spoke at the Smith & Wesson grand opening last weekend. And one of the things I said, and, and I truly meant it was like, they have great guns. I love shooting their yeah. guns. And they, they send me a bunch of them now, by the way, for free. So yeah. I really enjoy it. <laughs> that's and good. Ju I did yeah. just find out though, that all the guns that Smith & Wesson send me are actually, I'm going to get 1099 for. So I'm like, send them, <laughs> oh, send them, send them. And it's like income now. I'm like, yeah. ah, yeah. so yeah, well. yeah, the IRS, so not a big fan. I'll get you anyways. <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, the reason I decided to be a Smith West ambassador is not because of their guns as much as I love them. And, yeah. uh, it's because of who they are as yeah. people. Like, man, Mr. Mark Smith, uh, he loves Mighty Oaks and what we do. And they, they've agreed to not just have me on as ambassador, but to campaign the Mighty Oaks mission through the Smith & Wesson platform. Yeah, awesome. One of the most iconic American companies yeah. in the world. Kyle awesome. Tingall, who's their VP of marketing and all those guys there. They're just incredible yeah. human beings. Yeah. Like, I like working with people like that. And so we get to do that a lot. And, uh, and they're using, they're basically doing what you're doing, right? You're going run using your platform to, in the running community yep. to share this message. They're using their platform, uh, to share the message of Mighty Oaks. Yeah, and so that's right. what we're actually, and look, even if it's outside of, uh, this 22 for 22 outside of Mighty Oaks, if you have something that's burdening your heart, uh, a cause that's burning your heart, then use your platform to reach people and make an impact, right? Yep. Don't just let that that burden just sit there and say, "Man, I hope someone does something about that." What, what's going on in Israel right now? Yep. Hope someone does something about yeah. that. I'm praying for them. Pray. I believe in prayer. Yep. But if you have the ability to take action and do something, sure, then do something. Yep. And uh, and sometimes campaigns like this are a way to do something. Yeah, and you know we talk about these companies. It's not because of what they've you know given or the support they get, but it's it's that it's that understanding that if you have a platform that was given to you by God. And you have a responsibility to steward over that just like anything else that God would give to you. And when you see a company doing that, it's incredible. We just don't even expect that. We're so cynical in America, right? We don't expect that. But as individuals, and you know, to your point earlier, if you have three people that follow you on, on social media, you need to steward over those three relationships and use that as you know, your platform to, to communicate what God has laid on your heart. And, and that just needs to be your life. And I think the life of a Christian is the life of realizing what I have came to me from God. It's not mine. And then asking the follow-up question, what can I do to use it to benefit others? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a challenge for everybody listening. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow, close with this. Tomorrow you take you taking off, you're taking your first step. First step. Like twenty-two marathons a day for twenty-two days straight. Twenty-two mar twenty one a day. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, not, one. not 22. Yeah. See, see, don't put that on me. <laughs> yeah, a marathon a day for 22 yes, days that's consecutive. Right. What's your mindset right now going into it? It, it? Do you anticipate it being hard? Do you anticipate an injury? Do you anticipate at some point saying, this was a dumb idea? Yeah, uh, Chad, probably step number two. This, right? Yeah, step yeah. number two. How do you, because I'm big on this pre-decision yeah. concept that we teach at Mighty Oaks. Like yeah. Pre-decision to win. You just, you don't decide in the, you don't decide once you get there. You don't decide in the middle of chaos. You don't decide in the middle of an injury or yeah. or, a, or a doubtful thought. You decide in advance. Yeah. All right. So I, I know when we talk about that, you make a pre-decision. What's that yeah. pre-decision for you right now? Yeah. There's a uh, an interesting story. So John F. Kennedy, when he was talking about America going to the moon, he told this story about these kids who came to this fence and they decided they wouldn't climb the fence. It was too hard. And one of the kids grabbed another kid's hat and threw it over the fence. And then they had to do it, right? Mm. And that's kind of, that's to me, that's a, a little bit of what this is. It's like, okay, I've thrown my hat over the fence. I've told everybody we're going to do this thing. And so now I have to do it. So yeah, I've had a lot of doubts even leading up to it. I did a podcast, my March or Die podcast a couple weeks ago on imposter syndrome. And this feeling like there are real people who do these things. And I'm not one of those people. Mm -hmm. But we've made a decision. And so that pre-decision is going to carry me forward. And I have the advantage. I'm not racing. I'm not trying to win anything. I just need to get through fast, right? I need to get through 26.2 <laughs> miles a day. So yeah, I think I'm going to regret it probably every day for a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to want to quit every day, you know, at some point. But we'll You're just probably going to get injured. 
Uh, maybe. I mean, it's a lot of days. I'm going to do my best to recover every day and get into the next one. But regardless, um, putting one foot in front of the other and continuing to move forward, and we'll get through it and then wake up and do it again the next day. Yeah. yeah. I think somebody should come in and sponsor him by and get us two ice baths. One for you, one for me. <laughs> Cold plunge. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Anybody listening out there that has an ice bath, yeah. throw two of my way. Yeah, throw I'll, and- I'll, I'll I'll be texting you encouragement from mine at home. And <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be laying in mine, hoping yeah. that I can get back up. But yeah. we yeah. said three, Sean. What three? Yeah, yeah, yeah three, yeah, three, three, ice baths. three. Let's ice go baths. ahead and do three. You know, but it's uh, it's it's you know, when you think about what people go through in our community, what they're dealing with, this is just a really simple thing, and it's yeah. just something that I can do, and it's something I have the opportunity to do, yeah. and the support to do. Uh, why wouldn't I do something like this? Yeah. And uh, everyone has something they can do. And this is this is mine for the next couple of weeks. Well, guys, get on board. Let's support Jeremy. But, but more importantly than, than Jeremy, uh, support the cause yeah. of, of helping yeah, people yeah. find hope, find yeah. restoration, find purpose again. You know, Mighty Oaks mantra is, is so – I love it because it's so real. We literally get to save lives, restore mm. families, and change legacies for eternity. You can be a part of that. Go to 224-FOR-22challenge.com. Get involved. Participate. Donate. Be a spokesman for it. Uh, just get involved and, and help this amazing cause and uh, an amazing effort by you, Jeremy. Yeah. Well, thank and, you. Uh, yep. A lot of people are doing amazing things, so yeah. just do the best I can. I injured myself on purpose. Yeah, I, one of these. I crashed skydiving. Yeah. Uh, so Chad said, this is a complete aside for all of you listening, but Chad said, I'll definitely run at least one of those with you, more, probably more than one. And then he called me a couple weeks later. He's like, ah, oh, my knee, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's convenient. I, I fell from 15,000 feet. Yeah, that's airplane, convenient. An airplane. Yeah, sure you did. And all I did was tore my ACL and MCL. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, most people would die when they fall 15,000 feet. That's I true. I sprang my, my, my leg. I'm going to be honest. I would <laughs> rather do anything than run 22 <laughs> marathons, 22 days. I'd, I'd fight, I'd take 22 fights in 22 days before I'd run 20. So, man, it's, it's awesome yeah. that what yeah. you're doing, you know. Appreciate it. Bring awareness and. And lean into the struggle, yeah. which allows us mm-hmm. to be more grateful for where we're at. That's it. That's going to be super cool. And we're going to document it and thankful for you doing it, man. Yeah. Thank so, you. Hey, God bless everyone. Jeremy's still in with us. Uh, and he's definitely staying dangerous. See you next time.